0: Believe it or not, it is another episode of The Lanyard. I'm your host, Ben Hinton, and it's been a little bit since we've talked last. So long, in fact, that my board, the piece of equipment that I use to record, has updated, has new software, sounds just a little bit different. My voice sounds a little bit more, I don't know, I hear the S's a little bit more, but that's... Nobody's fault but my own. I haven't been recording lately, so I want to tell you all what's been going on and get you up to speed. And you know, the the thing about the lanyard is I challenged myself in the year 2019 to do 52 episodes, which meant one episode a week, and we actually met that goal. It wasn't always easy. It meant a lot of planning, a lot of work. Sometimes scheduling two or three interviews in a week so that I could, you know, still hit the vacations and and do some of the fun things uh, besides podcasting. But then when I came to the year 2020, I said, "All right, I'm going to slow it down a little bit. Make sure that I'm not trying to hit some arbitrary goal of episode numbers, and make sure that I'm interviewing people I'm really excited about. Not that I didn't run into that in 2019, but as you can imagine." To continue that pace forever, um, and to still have people be able to come to Yankton and record with me. It meant that, um, there were getting, we were getting a lot of inbound requests, people wanting to be on the show. And I wanted to just make sure we were always doing shows that were really valuable to the audience too. So anyway, I was planning to slow it down. Of course, then COVID comes in March and that also helps slow things down because we're not doing in person interviews and, um, I'm also not traveling to Sioux Falls to set up, and while I've done some remote interviews and they've turned out pretty good, I do think some of our best work has been when the people are actually in the studio. But the other thing that was going on that that I haven't been transparent or honest about is just what's been going on in my work life, and that is that for many months now I have n- known that we're gonna we're gonna need another facility. The brewing in this business has really picked up and it's it's done really well for us. So running a bar during a pandemic obviously has its challenges. We're in the business of building crowds. That means that the speakeasy, the cop room where I'm recording at now, you know, that's been pretty rough. We've We were at about 50% of our revenue up here from pre-COVID numbers. And I think that the thing up here is that a lot of the people who are our best customers, they simply are not coming back out until there is a vaccine. And I do not blame them. I understand. So we can't change that. We do have some ideas of some cool to-go options that are going to be happening in the cop room, even though we don't have a liquor license. We'll be announcing them in the weeks to come. But that's one of the things that we had as a strength on the main floor of this business. Ben's Brewing Company produces beer. And so we had product when others maybe didn't have things to sell to go. We had something unique that was only available here or at some of the accounts that we sell to. And so during those early days of COVID, we on the very first day, we were shut down for 40, what was it, I have to do the math on that. I think it was forty-seven days we were shut down, and the first day we had a fully functional website ready to go with people to pre-order beer, and people really, really, really supported us. It changed our business in a big way too, because we always tailored our our whole plan to people enjoying beer at our pro at our house, and so we didn't often release. Beers and crowlers until they were we made sure that our audience here had a chance to try them first. Well, COVID kind of changed that and it, it meant that people were only buying to go. And so then we started packaging other items like our Bloody Mary Mix and our pineapple jalapeno syrup that we use in our margaritas. But we the big thing is we sold a ton of 32-ounce canned crowlers. And it meant that I had to uh, drive to Omaha to beg a couple hundred crawlers off of another brewery. It meant that we were ordering way more cans and lids and labels than we ever have. It meant that our staff who were used to waiting on people at their tables became a full production crew here, you know, somebody filling cans, somebody seaming them and labeling them. And then just ordering the order management itself It took some time, but we we did well, and it kept all of the beer flowing. The other thing that you might not know about a brewery is that I I suppose we could have a contract that would say we're not going to buy back beer, but good customer service, trying to help out our distributor partners and also trying to help out the bars that couldn't sell our product during the shutdown, we bought back a ton of kegs. And that meant that we had more beer in this building than we've ever had. But in short order, we were all through that and we were brewing again. And that's simply because our crawler sales, our online orders were amazing and we just really simply had really great support from people who not only like our beer, but also were certainly sending a message that they wanted this place to exist and they wanted to help. And so rather than buying... A crawler or two crawlers to enjoy at home. People were ringing the till for big dollars and it helped us a ton. Then we emerge out of COVID. Obviously, we're not through COVID. This is recorded on September 8th and there's no vaccine. But of course, the curve was sort of flattened. And so places reopened in May and then you ran into a lot of supply chain issues. A lot of breweries were not producing at the full capacity or maybe they didn't have the beer available in certain package sizes like five-gallon kegs or 15-and-a-half-gallon kegs. And so we had product. It allowed us an opportunity to get into a lot of accounts that we would never had been in before. We had a foot in the door because we had product, and now they're reordering And we've set a lot of records um, in terms of just selling our beer to other bars and restaurants. So much so that we had to buy another fermenting tank. And we buy a lot of cans, like I said. We've hired additional brew staff. And the bar is up to basically full capacity with our staff. We've got something like 16 or 17 people working here as of today. And outside of the sales being soft in the copper room, things have been pretty good. Tourists came down this summer. Yankton, of course, was a place that a lot of people did camping. What else are you going to do during during a pandemic except spend time with your family? And camping was one of those things that was certainly popular. You couldn't go on vacation to Florida. You couldn't go on vacation to Mexico. So you had a staycation and you you maybe went camping in yankton well those people also came into the brewery and when they come in they have a flight where they try a few different beers then they grab a few pints then they grab a ton of beer to go which all gets us back to the point of we can't keep up with our current demand and so we need more beer and if you didn't know we brew in the basement of this 1880s building we have filled up uh the basement as full as it can get. We have a huge walk-in cooler. We have a big grain room. And then the brewery itself has now seven unit tanks and three vessels for brewing and, of course, a ton of kegs. And so we just physically don't have the room to do another one of those. And where the real efficiency happens in the brewing business is when you can get taller, bigger tanks so that you can double or triple batch And we have no ability to do that because of our ceiling height, because we can't fit tanks in the doors that are bigger. So what ended up happening was I bought a building, uh, actually closed on it in November. The Freeman Company down here in Yankton, it was a manufacturing company that has been in existence since the 1930s, 1930 to be exact. Their building that I'm buying from them was completed in 1945, and it's massive. It's 28,500 square feet. It's on two hundred two and a half acres, and it's really equipped for a lot of big manufacturing. There's, there's 440 power in there. There's 11 rooftop units to remove all the excess heat. Just a lot of amenities that it starts off with, but then it's also made of brick, and it's got all this great glass block that provides for a lot of natural light. It's five blocks from my current facility, my current bar, so it's still very close to downtown. It's one block off of Broadway, which is our busiest street in town, Highway 81. There's a ton of parking. So our goal is that we are going to move all of our production or 95% of our production over to that facility and it's happening pretty quickly. So I close on the building on November 2nd, and we've got contractors lined up on November 3rd. And if the federal government approves our license and if contractors are able to do the things they say they're going to do, we'll probably, we will be brewing in late December or January. And the point of brewing at that facility is that we'll be able to move over all of our existing equipment add additional, which I already ordered a, a tank that's three times the size of our, our tanks right now. Of course, it's not going to fit in this building, so it has to go there. We'll be able to do some double and triple batching right off the bat and then just start scaling up. The long-term goal, though, is that that place will also be home to our next brew system, which we've kind of targeted as a 15-barrel steam-powered or steam-heated brew house with 15 barrel and 30 barrel unit tanks, that is going to be dramatically different than the five barrel all-electric system we brew on now. But we also are going to be able to work with economies of scale in terms of grain buying because we can now buy much more grain and save a lot of freight costs. We can put up a hopper um, hopper bin outside and store two row barley and white wheats and save, Almost half on some of our ingredient costs. Um, we'll be able to use forklifts. We'll be able to hire staff based on their abilities as um, you know their abilities as a brewer or their abilities to grow and to learn rather than saying boy, can you lift this much? Can you haul all these kegs and a couple tons of grain with us down to the basement each week? This is just going to be a a big game changer for us, but it requires a lot of time and attention and it means that over the last several months in anticipation of this, I've been working of course with the people I'm buying it from, working on pricing out new equipment and lining up contractors and working with an architect. And when we get to that new facility, there is some good news about where the podcast goes because... You know, not only is there 28,500 square feet for production and warehousing and, you know, running forklifts, but there's also something like 10 offices in that space. And so we're going to have a dedicated photo, video, audio studio primarily to promote what we're doing with the brewery and with our beers. But also because I'll have a dedicated studio again, the idea of setting up and doing more episodes of the lanyard become a little easier because you know just hauling all this equipment and setting it up in a space that's not designed for it is not as fun as it was when I had a studio we're going to have that again but I also need to be really honest that my time is you know I've got a lot of I don't know a lot of money and a lot of other things at risk here so I need to make sure that that my priorities at this time is making sure that that brewery is up and going and kicking out a lot of beer and we're hitting the quality standards that our accounts expect. And also then that our salespeople and the other people that work here have great quality work so that we're not all at risk financially of losing jobs. So that means a little bit more time on the road, setting up more events, getting our beer into more locations. You know, We would love to get that as a place that is also open to the public at some point. That is not phase one. Phase one is getting brewing going, scaling that up. Phase two is either getting the public in there or a canning line. And and then the phase three is whichever one of those we decide to do in that in that third order. But there are a lot of things that have to happen and a lot of people's jobs that rely on me being focused right now on getting this brewery up and going and me paying some bills. But I totally love and respect what this podcast has been. I don't think it's over. I think that I just wanted to tell you why it's been slower and why we haven't put out a lot of episodes and why it's been a while since our last episode. But it's not the uh, it's not the last one ever. And I think we've got a lot of fun days ahead. Also, I need to be really honest that Another reason for this brewery is the podcast itself. You know, we talk about how the demand for beer's been there and how we can't keep up, but we also just by me being exposed and asking the questions and being around so many interesting people who are leaders in business and leaders in their communities, you know, a lot of their lessons have really taken a hold and when we, when it was the Sunday, I think it was March, March 15th, it was Sunday and I decided I'm going to close down the bar and I'm going to do it before the city has to act or before anybody tells me I have to. I just, I think this pandemic is real. I think it's happening and I want to do my part to slow and stop the spread. You know, and at that time, of course, we didn't know as much as we do today about how this all works. And, you know, Masks were, you know, we had them within a week or two, but nobody really understood the value of them. And, and, you know, we were much more worried that at that point about surfaces and sanitizing everything than we were about being in the proximity of people so much. But anyway, that day we decided, I think it was like 10 o'clock at night, I said, you know, tomorrow when we don't open, I think we could still sell crawlers to go and I set up a website that night and there's certainly been people on this podcast who have been nimble and shown that agility and our brew staff has responded and our bar staff responded so we we created a little bit of our own luck yeah it was great that we had supply and we were able to get a foot in the door when other supply chain issues were happening but a lot of that came because we created our own luck and we learned some of those tri- those tricks from people who talked to us on these episodes. And part of the reason that we're going into that bigger facility and really excited about what it can be and what its long-term position in this town is going to be is because we spent time talking to so many people who have stressed their importance of where they live and what they want to be and why they do what they do in that town. You know, this Freeman Company building for me, Freeman, by the way, not Freeman, South Dakota, Freeman was Ed Freeman's last name, but it's such a big space and it's such an iconic building in the heart of our downtown that, or in the heart of our town, I should say, that we can only do important work there. We've got to do important work there. We've talked to so many people in this podcast who've done amazing, cool things in their towns too. So anyway, that's where we're at Ben's Brewing is has been the focus you know for 15 years of my life but over the last several months I've had to put I've really had to step up my game and uh we're just getting started there so that's what's going on with the podcast we'll be into that building in November I'll definitely set up a podcast studio pretty soon after so I think you'll hear from me um if you're looking for Information, though, about the brewery and about our progress in building out the new place, you know, you can add me on Facebook. I'm Ben Hanton. Twitter's at Ben Hanton. Also, Ben's Brewing is our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, Ben's Brewing, at Ben's Brewing. So I'm really excited about the possibilities ahead. We're going to do some fun, amazing things. And it's fun to have the space to do it in now. So that's it for today's episode of The Lanyard. I promise there will be more coming at you, and uh, we'll do more fun things. Cheers to you all.